Hey everyone, it's your girl Naya Rume, and you are now listening to Who the F is Nana? Hey everyone, so welcome back. In this particular episode, I am going to talk about Who the F is Miss Mac, as well as, you know, mentioning a little bit about my book, aka the right book for those who, you know, have been following me on this journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So for those who know me know, Nana is my alter ego, and Miss Mac is who I am 24-7. And the reason why I say I am Miss Mac 24-7 is because getting into social work, social work wasn't something that I pursued. Social work pursued me. And, you know, it it goes way back into like my teenage years of, you know, just being a young girl from the hood and just wanting to see like different changes within my community, as well as just motivating people to be the best versions of themselves. So, you know, there's a saying like good girls love bad boys and you know, I love me a hood dude for real. Like the it, it was just something about them that was just appealing to my eyes. Whereas even to this day as a grown 30 something year old, I'm not dating nobody that's corny and you know, no personality, but it was just something about like a hood dude to me that kind of just made me like physically and mentally attracted to them and more so physically as far as like the whole look and you know the flashiness and things of that nature but at the same time when you really get to know an individual and you see how they think and you know I I like to ask questions as far as like what made you who you are. And at times, you know, most individuals came from broken homes. So it was just more so doing what they had to do to take care of their family. And, you know, in society eyes, it's like, what are you doing? But it was like, I understand like you're hustling to get what you have to get for your family. But there's other ways that you can go about it. So I always been like the girlfriend that just try to motivate, you know, whoever I was dating during that time to just be the best versions of themselves and kind of invest. Because, you know, normally you'll hear stories like if you speak to like a street dude or just like a hood guy and you ask them like where they want to be in the next five years and it's like. I'm not really caring about the next five years. Like, it's more so like living fast and dying young. And, you know, it was sad because it was just like, wow, but it was normal, like, you know, in the inner city communities, whereas it was just like, hey, like, I'm going to get it how I live and it is what it is. But, you know, me being a girlfriend and attracted to those type of guys at that time, it was just like, no, like, you're better than that. Like, just focus on what you need to focus on and, you know, just do something that can be um, productive towards you as well as your loved ones. But, you know, 
some listen, some haven't. So it was just more so, you know, being 30 something years old now and just seeing like, you know, some guys from like the past or whatever hit me up like, wow, like everything that you were saying back then, like, you know, I took note of it and, you know, at that time, it seemed like you're just preaching, but, you know, it comes with, you know, maturity as far as just, you know, living your life and understanding like, OK, it's better options out there. So I just always just try to be that person, even, you know, with not only like guys that I probably dated back in the past, but more so family and close friends. Like everyone can attest, like if you've been around my energy, you know, like I'm always trying to bring the best out of you. Maybe sometimes I can have an attitude or, you know, get into like my little sovereign ways. But at the same time, it's just like, yo, like she's really a real one. So with that being said, the evolution of Miss Mac, it came about. This is something that I never really discussed because, you know, during that time, it was something that I was ashamed of. And, you know, back in, I would say 2005, just started out my senior year of high school. You know, my family suffered some hardship. So with that hardship, we had to end up going into a shelter and, you know, this is like the most important year of high school for me. And it was just like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to, you know, focus on my studies and living in a shelter And this shelter? It was like. It wasn't set up like an apartment. Like I always say, like my clients are so spoiled because they have their own kitchen. They have their own rooms. It's set up like an apartment. But this particular shelter that I was living in with my family, it was just like a whole big space. And, you know, it was no privacy, you know, personalities, different types of personalities. And it was hard. But I stayed focused on, you know, my goal of just finishing high school, something that can make my mom proud because, you know, it's she didn't want her kids being in a shelter. That wasn't something that we were used to, but it, you know, a situation came up, whereas that was just the final, you know, decision. So, you know, I never realized how many people was paying attention to me as far as like, you know, going to school, coming back until like my high school prom where, you know, I was excited and everything, but then I'm like, oh my God, I don't want the limo to pick me up in front of this shelter because it's so obvious that it's a shelter. So, you know, they saw that I was a good kid and they allowed me to get a pass and I ends up getting dressed at one of my old neighbor's house from around my old way. So that way, like the limo could come and everything. And, you know, it was like such this big secret because I didn't want people to know. And during that time, um, you know, people still like, I guess right now they're like finding out as I'm, you know, mentioning this episode because, you know, going in, you know, being in high school, you know, I would never say that I was like the flyest person in high school, but I will say like I always had a certain sense of fashion and, you know, I always, you know, had a smile. I didn't let my situation at home, you know, affect who I was as an individual. So it was just like, wow, like, you know, 
I was going through, you know, experience as far as my family with hardship. But I was waking up every day just to make it to school to like focus on my studies and just graduate. And and, you know, it was it was kind of hectic because, you know, you have friends that want you to spend a night or want to hang out. And, you know, for me saying like I can't and then it's like, what you mean you can't? And then, you know, my best friend, she felt away at the time and was like, Naya, like, why you act like you can't spend a night? And then I had to kind of humble myself and let her know, like, listen, I'm in a shelter right now. And she was just, of course, like, why you didn't tell me? You know, I'm not going to look at you any type of way. It's nothing that you can control. But at the same time, you know, it was just like my pride. I didn't want people to feel like I was some sort of charity case. Like I always had pride, even through like the struggles that, you know, I faced, you know, as far as like being in a shelter. But that was just something that I just, you know, I didn't want people to just like feel sorry for me. Like, so it was just crazy. So I got into like writing um, my red book during like the times of just being in the shelter and just putting my energy and frustrations into like my writing. And it just started off as like, you know, doing little poems here and there. And then eventually I started just writing, writing, writing to the point where it's like a 450 page red book. And I completed the whole book. It I started revising it throughout the years. Like it literally took me 10 years to say, okay, this is good. And even to this day, like I'm always like, I think I should add this. So I think I should add that. But like, you know, for those that read it, they're like, just keep it. Like it shows like your progression throughout the years, as far as, you know, the eyes of a 17 year old turning into like a 27 year old woman so now like just being in my 30s and being able to like share my first baby with the world is like such an exciting thing and it seems so surreal because throughout the years I've been like holding off on this but as I mentioned um in a previous episode as far as like every birthday I try to come up with my personal agenda of the year and this year was just being uncomfortable and you know just going out there you know with the power of prayer you know like you know what's meant for you is for you so it was more so like just you know sticking to my goals and just you know it's gonna get uncomfortable because you're not used to certain things but at the same time is an exciting feeling once you fulfill those goals especially like long overdue goals so now just bringing it back to you know being the woman that I am now whereas you know I work in an emergency domestic violence shelter and you know I work mainly with the head of households but also you know they have children that's you know of age you know during the time like I was 17 you know going into the shelter with my family so like when I see children like that or like young you know adults and I see that you know they seem ashamed because it's like, oh my God, she's going to prejudge me based off of my current situation. I always kind of pull those scenes to the side and be like, you know what? 
I, I went to the shelter my senior year and then it just looks like, what, you? Like, for real, Miss Mac? And it's like, yeah, like, keep your head up. And it's just like a sense of pride, whereas sometimes, you know, they'll come down to my office to talk to me without their mother. And it's more so like, you know, they could kick it to me as if like I'm a big sister or, you know, like an aunt to them, whereas it's not, you know, no titles involved. It's more so like they're telling me how they feel, whereas sometimes they don't want to discuss it with their moms or so. So, you know. That's like a full circle moment to me because, you know, I was in their shoes years ago. So to see like young adults just, you know, look at me and say, wow, like, you know, she gets it. And, you know, with social work, it's just so like I'm so happy now that social work is getting brown. <laughs> and I'm saying getting brown because social work, sometimes you have social workers that haven't experienced, you know, certain things that their clients went through. So for the most part, their clients are kind of guarded in a sense of um way like they're just like they don't want to discuss certain things because off top is like how can she relate to me she doesn't know what it's like to be you know on public assistance or collecting food stamps whereas you know I try to get my clients as comfortable as possible and being so is because if you get your clients comfortable then they're able to discuss you know how they really feel rather than just putting on a certain facade just to you know save face so I'm able to make like you know the best service plans for them and able to get like you know reliable um, resources and referrals for them because they're letting me know exactly how they feel and not what they think I want them to feel if that makes sense so it's been like such a dope experience and you know I, I I really enjoy what I do. You really have to be passionate in this field. You definitely have to have patience because with every good, it is also a bad batch and not saying bad as far as the people, but more so they're just not mentally ready to like take the next steps. So at times you'll feel like you're rooting for them more than they're rooting for themselves. And like I tell all my clients, like you have to meet me halfway and order for this shit to work and yes I do curse at them as far as like not in like a demeaning way but more so like just keeping it real with them and saying like yo like you missed the appointment what's going on and just kind of setting those boundaries with them so that way you know everything would just come to play so <laughs> now that we're going to get after I discuss, you know, a little bit of who is Miss Mac and, you know, what was the evolution of Miss Mac, how it started as far as just going through a hardship in my family and, you know, they and like, you know, the hood zoos because you know good girls love themselves some bad boys <laughs> and you know I, I love me a bad boy like I ain't gonna even sit up here in front and you know my family and my close friends they know <laughs> but you know it was just more so just trying to get into their head like just to see like you know what made them decide you know to 
be a part of certain things and, you know, just trying to motivate them and inspire them to just, you know, be better and just be a staple in your community rather than taking away. So we're going to get into the right book. So as I previously mentioned in this episode, I started the Red Book back in 2005. I was just um, going through a heartbreak with my son's father. It was like the whole puppy love thing. And like even to this day, like I put my emotions and um, my, you know, my pen I put it down. I I get a piece of paper. I just start writing, writing, writing. And that just, you know, kind of relieves stress. So, you know, I started off just making poems at first. Niggas ain't shit poems because I was going through my heartbreak. Ladies, y'all already know how it is. And after a while, you know, I always been like super inspired by the Terry Woods, the Omar Tari's, the Sister Soldiers. Fun fact, Sister Soldier and I share the same birthday, 128, as well as Winter Santiago. Yeah, whatever happened to the movie coming out. But anyway, so I always shared like that, like passion, like of, you know, a a clear picture like you can just be reading a book and you can just visualize it and like okay you know so for me like it was just more so just taking on not necessarily just my experiences but more so experiences that you know friends were going through and just seeing like you know what was going on in the area and just kind of doing my research and just meshing it in different ways. So like the main character in the red book, her name is Talise and the guy name is Sean. And Talise is a feisty firecracker. And it's so crazy because my main character, she's like the opposite from like who I was at the time, like as far as just being like such this shy, quiet, you know, girl that's just like, you know, going to school and you know the case may be I love me a hood too but just always just still being that good girl and Talise she just didn't take no crap she was outspoken and I can't wait to like you know my listeners read this book because it's just like oh my god like Talise like check her out and then you know I love Zane shout out to Zane so the sex scenes in that book baby like I hate when people have step like sex scenes like we want to like visualize like what's going on like Sean he he got the good good of what (laughs) so like the sex scenes is crazy and the beauty of the book is that um like I'm I'm shy Nana she's my ultra ego so y'all see Nana y'all see me doing my little two steps and my full mirror in my bedroom and you know but in real life, I'm like so shy. Like, you know, I have an attitude here and there if I feel like people are bullshitting me. But at the same time, I'm like real shy. So like to see, you know, to read my book and then just look at me like, wait, you wrote that sis? Like for real? It, it, it just it just shows like how much talent, you know, 
how much I invested in this book. Whereas like, I'm just like, it's good. Like, I don't want to talk too much about it because like I mentioned, the ink isn't dry all the way, but you know, the power of alignments is just, you know, it's just been working in my favor. And I thank God every day, you know, it's always good to just, you know, just stay like persistent and, you know, Everybody has their turn and just wait for your turn. And I feel like this is like my time where like I am finally getting out of those comfort zones and just being uncomfortable. And I love that shit because it's just like you be just sitting down on so much talent and just waiting for the perfect time. And this year it was just like, no, I'm not waiting. I got to go out and get it. And it comes down to like even traveling, like for those that know me personally know, like I'm so, (laughs) so afraid of planes. Money never been a factor these days because I do work my ass off, but it was just more so about just getting on a plane without like hallucinating or acting crazy where they're going to end up kicking me off. So I've been doing good this year, like with the trips, I've been doing good. Like I'm proud of me because that was a major step. I remember um, <laughs> I went to Georgia with my cousin and she was sitting near the window and she had the window up and I was just looking at the window because um, you know through the turbulence and everything and she was like cuz you want me to close the window I'm like no no it's good it's good and I just had my headphones blasting my music and just like you know reciting the lyrics and everything but I was so nervous but then eventually when I went on my other trip it was cool so you know it you know it, it takes something to get used to like I don't think I could ever get used to like the turbulence but you know you gotta just you know extend your horizon so I just been like just trying to just do things like that plus I'm getting ready for my b-day god willingly so you know I'm trying to get my body right me and my colleagues like we literally (laughs) we eat salad every day for lunch like this is just our thing so we've been doing good like sis been dropping pounds because quarantine last year done kicked my ass when it came down to like gaining weight and when I gain weight like I'm a hippie girl so it go through my fucking hips it go through my ass and then like sometimes it makes my face chunky and that's just so annoying but you know I'm 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 getting it together and I'm happy about that because woo I don't even want to tell y'all my biggest um (laughs) weight it you know thank god like you know, I got it together and I'm still working on getting it together, but I'm just excited to like start this journey. And I'm more so excited to, you know, allow my listeners to just, you know, join this with me. Like I always say, like, who the F is nah, nah. Listeners, I consider y'all my day ones because y'all really are seeing like the evolution of Nana and just the growth. And I, I love to take this journey with and you know I I just think it's so dope so I can't wait to like fill y'all in on more things you know I just been really working like really hard and just 
you know, doing my thing for the most part. So, you know, with that being said, I'll holla at y'all the Friday after next. God willingly, y'all take care and all that good stuff and stay tuned. All right? <laughs> Later, y'all.